welcome to the Golden Rock Podcast. I'm Ben. As always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast Connick to bring you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. This week, we're answering some fan-submitted questions, discussing episode three of Paldean Wins, and discussing supposed leaks of the new mysterious Pokemon, Regitube. As always, you can jump to a topic using the timestamps in the description below. Do, do you like what I did there where I said leaks and combined it with Regitube and the yes, theme of yes, water? No, oh, right. No, I didn't get that. But uh, oh. yeah, no, it's very good. Thank you very much. Uh, this is what you get, people. Like, this is why I like to think people He is people a pun master extraordinaire. I'll, I'll take that. I will take that. Connor, how have you been this week? Uh, relatively well, actually. I've been... Practicing my photography. I don't know if I spoke about this on podcast. You said you uh, got, uh, was it a new camera or new lens? I can't a new was, lens. That was it, yeah. New lens. So I've been taking the pop out for walks and taking lots of photographs of him. And they're actually, some of them are turning out okay. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Right. What, what are you going to do with the photos? Anything or just feast? I have, I have returned to Instagram for the first time in nearly 10 years. So that's been fun. Um, okay. Not sure. I think the uh, the long-term dream would be to become a professional dog photographer, because that's Ooh. apparently a thing that people do, and mm-hmm. I never realized that, and that would be great. But at the moment, we're just having fun and building up a portfolio. Sounds good. Funnily enough, um, I took my daughter to get to the dentist the other week, and just around the corner from there, there is like a dog grooming salon. Uh, so we walked past there, and there was just three dogs on a mat in front of a backdrop, just being the the goodest of dogs, having photos taken off them. So having those kind of shots is a thing. I know it's a thing. I've seen it. How she got the dogs to s- sit still, for, like they would like must have been either really well trained or she was holding something to keep treats, their attention. Treats, treats, or treats. toys usually. Yeah. So there is like a real, I think, that there's an appetite from people to have those yeah. those kind of photos because for a lot of people, like dogs aren't pets; they're, they're part of the family. Yeah, and, and you know, as, as much as anyone wants to go and get their kids photographed to have up around the house, people want to go and get their dogs photographed to have up around the house. Yeah, and it's a, and, and it's a great thing to practice as well at the moment because you can do a lot of stuff outside in natural light. So I don't have to invest in sort of studio backdrops, strobe lights, and all that kind of stuff at the moment, where I'm still practicing and getting used to stuff. I can do it all with natural lighting. There you go. Sounds good. So you don't want to be a YouTuber anymore. This is what you, this is your calling now. I mean, don't get me wrong. The YouTube's fun. Now, it's kicking me in the teeth a little bit at the moment. Oh, no. Why? The, I, the, the views just aren't there. I'm... Been, I've been buried, unfortunately. But you take six months off; it's to be expected. But apparently, I've I've read up on this. Like YouTube apparently doesn't punish you for that, and yet sometimes feels like it does. Definitely feels um, like it does. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, folks, if you listen to this and you're not already subscribed to Connie, like links down below. Go to it. Speaking of dogs, the last video, which. I, I will admit I haven't watched yet. Is around which would be the best um, dog Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. Which one would be the best one to have as a pet in in if Pokemon were real? 
Oh, I need to. I, I, you know what? I'm going to watch that tomorrow morning before I, I. I'm I'm off to Manchester tomorrow for my work's Christmas party. So this is the work that Ooh. I haven't actually started at yet. I was going to say, so. is it the one you've just left? You're still attending that party and making them pay no. for you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I have done that once before though. Um, but it was. You have to pay for yourself, so it was fine. But I thought, oh, I like the people. I'll go along. But this one is is literally just, oh, you starting next Tuesday. Oh, well, do you want to come along <laughs> the Thursday before for a worst Christmas do? And the invite says it finishes at 1.30 in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not lasting that no, long. I'm not sticking around that long. <laughs> no, I've already I've already agreed because like because I don't know anyone and because I'm not drinking anymore because the doctors asked me not to drink anyway that's a whole other thing. Um nothing to worry about I'm not going anywhere. Um basically I've said, you know what, once it gets to 9:30 and on the agenda it says, "Oh yeah, at this time DJ comes on and everyone's socializing. I'm just going to quietly bow out, I think. Um just to, you know, play it safe. Don't want to be making an absolute fool of myself before I've technically even started." To be fair, those work dues always go really quickly downhill once the drinks start flowing. Like I've seen That's some it. really creepy things that I wish I didn't see at yeah. uh, Christmas dues. So, I think you're making the right choice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. He is hoping. Let's jump into the first question that we have had submitted this week. One of three. It's been a busy, busy week. Um, so this one comes courtesy of Tony, um, who asks, which region would you tell a parallel storyline of past events and present events to unravel a mystery around a legend or group of legendary Pokemon? So this obviously comes courtesy of Tony watching Monarch, um, which is part of the uh, MonsterVerse, isn't it, with Godzilla, King Kong? Yeah, the Universal. That's it, that's it. Um, Which, funnily enough, I've only seen the original Godzilla and that is it. Which is probably the weakest one of the four that are out. Yeah, because I remember just being a bit frustrated in that film. Because, like, about halfway through, I, I realized what they were going for, which is the whole Jaws thing of, oh, you, you, you don't show, you tell, you build it up. and But what was really annoying is every time they were about, Godzilla's about to fight, it's like, oh, the camera pans away. Or the crate shut on the door. And I'm like, I just want to see a monster fight. That's why I've come to see this film. But I, I will admit, I have watched a lot of the monster fights on YouTube. Yeah, they, 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 they listen to their audience on that one. And basically the next Godzilla film is just monster fights. King Kong is great. Like, Skull Island is a fantastic movie. Not even just for monster fights. It's just a really good movie and really good fun. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong kind of goes off the rails a little bit. There's the whole Hollow Earth theory going on. They travel to the center of the Earth and flip upside down. and It's crazy. The science doesn't make any sense. But it's giant monsters kicking the crap out of each other. Who needs the science to make sense? It's good fun. I enjoy this series a lot. Okay, so this so this story, this not the story, this question is it you know something? What can you speculate on? What what do you want to come up with here? Have you got anything? So I think if we're gonna do, what is it? Past, present, and future, or just past and present? Uh so Tony mentions about three main characters. So should we go past, present, and future? Okay, so the future is a difficult one because. As far as we're aware, the only future world we've seen of Pokemon is everybody turns to robots. <laughs> so that'd be interesting. Yes. I mean, the 
a simple answer then if you're going to follow past present and future you follow the don fan line which is the only ones we have a past paradox form a future paradox form and our present one that'd be mm-hmm. kind of cool but i think if i'm going to be honest i want to see i want to see the legendary beasts okay I want to see the the life of raiko entei and suicune before they became those pokemon mm. and then as they are now and then what becomes of them in the future and i think okay. you can do it really well especially in johto because you've got celebi who has access to time travel and as i spoke about last week celebi's time travel it's it's all very linear and they can actually all converge from different timelines in or from different times into one time one point in time mm-hmm. they can all converge at once so there'd be quite a cool way to flip back and forth between them and we've already got a character for the present which is um is it you seen yes so we've already got one of the three characters that we need and then you could literally have it of okay the past character the, the past character and the future character is similar to how it is in monarch it no, it's different in Monarch, so it's 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 real life father and son playing the same character in the show, but in this, what you could do is well, it's a descendant, so it's actually Usain's, you know, ancestor and I'll go, I'll go a different way with it, actually. I would say okay. that Usain works for the present, but I think in the past you need to have a woman who goes on to be the first kimono girl. Yes, that who works. are okay. intrinsically tied to Ho who is intrinsically tied to the beasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've then got them. You've got the idea that Ho is. I I still think that Ho is using Unknown's power more so than its own. I think. That's okay. How it, I think that's how it uh, rides the line between life and death as a phoenix. Um, okay, because Unknown's so powers ha- in the in the games are very different than. The movies are the, uh, the anime and stuff, yeah. So I think you could have an archaeologist character in the future. Who so you've got the past is focused on Ho, the present is focused on Suicune and Legendary Beasts, and the future is focused on Unknown. And then you get the whole all three storylines connect via these Pokemon. I think that would be really cool, actually. I like that idea a lot. Um, it, it's it's really is a shame that, considering how many little pieces of time travel we have had and Pokemon that can deal with time travel, we haven't really had this outside of the anime, really. Um, yeah, Heart Gold Soul Silver did a little bit of time travel, and I think the original Crystal game did time travel. Mm, it. I really haven't. I'm really struggling with this because Johto and the, you know the the element of the story is so strong and it kind of has all the pieces that you need for this puzzle. So I'm struggling to come up with something else that isn't just me making stuff up. I guess like that one feels like it could. What you've proposed feels like it just could nicely fit into you know a Legends game or something else. So I'm not gonna. Add anything to that. I think I think that's the correct answer, and that's the one that we go for. 
Okay, fair enough. Sorry for okay. stealing that if you, it was your idea <laughs> I, as well. I should I should have gone first. If you got to always, if you've got a comments or question, you can reach us by leaving a comments on our podcast on YouTube, uh, by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com, by leaving gets on our Discord channel, or by using the hashtag goldenrodpod on Twitter. Let's talk about Paldean Wins episode three. Which I I I struggle with this one because it had been so long since we watched the first two episodes. And this is part of the problem when they release them so infrequently. Yeah, they're like a month apart. Yeah, so I kind of sat there going, what happened at the end of the last episode? And then trying to recap what the characters' names are as as well. Um, And I'm going to probably butcher some of these names, to be quite honest with you. But um, this episode, take a breath, uh, just starts with a a bit of a recap that Alakis has lost the three matches in a row to Nimone. Um, And to help out with this footage that they are creating as part of a video to promote the school, they talk about potentially going out and uh, filming Team Star. And I don't know if you caught this. One of them mentioned mentioned that they're called the Calf Squad. And this is the first we've heard of it. This isn't in the games. Is this to do with the fact yes. that they're going... Yes, it is in the games, I'm pretty is sure. Is it? Yeah, because okay. all, the, all the Team Star names... So what's the... Um, what does Penny call herself? Oh, I don't know. Okay, so Penny calls herself by a certain name, and all the Team Star clans, the groups, are specific stars within the... Um, oh, God, I, the words are failing me now. I apologize. So the, the Team Star groups are named after specific stars in a constellation which Penny calls herself. Whoa, I, I did not know that. Uh, oh, I can see Connor, and, Connor furiously going to try and find what she calls see, herself. I thought the calf squad was literally because they were going to spend time with Eri, who's the fighting type team star. So calf is in working out your calves. Like that's where I landed, which I think still works. But the, so there's there's a star thingy. Cassiopeia. There you go. That's what she calls herself. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was a. a is, so that's a constellation. Yes. Uh, right. It used to be... Uh, it's named after a queen in ancient Greek mythology. There you go. Oh, learn something new every day. I like that. Okay. But yes. I, I, know, I know that much. I don't remember too much about it. Constellation in the northern sky, easily recognized by a group of five bright stars forming slightly irregular W. Um... Oh, okay. I will try and find... I'm going to look out for that next time I'm outside. In fact, I'm going to go now. No, no, you're not going to give me the stars, are you? He's not. No. He's trying to search for an image. Uh, No, I was trying to look for the names, but it just says Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, and Epsilon, which is not (laughs) quite what I'm looking for. No, no. Anywho, carry on. Anywho, uh, we get a bit of resolution from last week that we didn't get as Alakis apologizing for um, their outburst to their Pokemon. Um, and this is where Homer feels a little bit left out and goes, ah, you know, I'm going out. I'm going to get some Team Star footage. Um, 
And there's a few little things I love at this part. Is one we actually see someone riding a cyclozar, which is absolutely criminal that we that we don't get that in the games, do we? And I'm pretty sure we don't get it in the games. It was one of the things we were speculating what we thought would happen. I think you might see one. I don't know if we do. I know. Because... I know you see. I know you see them parked up. Yes, you see them parked up with the with the um. The seat and the handlebars and everything. There's a seat. And the only reason I don't think we see it is because I don't think it was ever programmed in the game. Because at the very start of the game, when you leave the academy, there's a scene where a student goes, Oh, let's go, Cyclozar, and runs up to the Cyclozar as if it's as if they're going to mount the Cyclozar, and then the screen cuts away because they've obviously not programmed in that mounting animation. So I don't think we ever we ever got it. But I'm glad we get to see it in this because, like, it's it's. I, I absolutely love that about Pal Day, and I would have loved to see more people on the Cyclozars roaming around, tracking them down, something else like that. Um, and a nice another nod that we get is the the star, um, the Asta Levi star sign. Yeah, <laughs> so Homer, I've I've actually got my notes. Homer does the thing. Brackets star movement. Um. So he tracks down uh, team, the Team Star base. Um, there's even a vending machine in the background, which is in one of the shots. Like, there's literally Homer, a couple of hills and stuff, and then just a vending machine just randomly there. Absolutely love it. Um, and what we get here is we get to see a couple of the goings-on at a Team Star base. So we get to see the Starmobile, and it's being worked on. Um, we get to have a training montage of Homer taking part in, you know, working out, which Eri would completely be down for with her Team Star members. Um, so, yeah, we get the training mon- montage. The uh, their Quaxley evolves into a, a Quaxwell, and we even get the, the evolution music from the games mm-hmm. as well. And there's another couple of nods that we get to the games, which I really enjoyed, where the Starmobile awakens and every feeds a Lumberry to cure its status. Um, and I think one of the things I liked about this episode is it helps to humanize Team Star. And I know they do that in the game, mm. but this made them really feel like, oh, they're, they're real people and I can understand why people gravitate to them yes i i get that impression that that's what they were going for i almost feel like they tipped it too far so okay the the reason um homer goes out there is that his name homer homer yeah yeah so the reason he goes out there is because he works for the school press uh for lack of a better term and they uh, reject his uh story about um Nimona winning three battles in a row against the same guy which i think is a little bit of a dig against Nimona and a thing of like that's okay. not a story she wins everything it's just there's yeah. nothing there yeah. um the, so i the like story th- i would... like that i like that little bit of inclusion yeah the story would be sorry the story would be that she loses now that would be hmm. the story but her winning is just it just seems like yeah, it's an everyday occurrence. No one beats yeah. her. And, and nobody needs to beg her up anymore. And I'm pretty sure they... Oh, I can't remember what they call her. It's not like a prodigy, but they refer to her as just being uh, an unnaturally good 
trainer, which if you've played the post game of Scarlet and Violet, you know she's not a big fan of. So I love that mm-hmm. little bit of addition. Um, but they, as you say, they then go on to say, oh, we should get a story on Team Star. Now, what I get from this is that they're intending to do a hit piece. They're intending yeah. to do a, oh, Team Star are the worst people around. Look at all the evil that they're doing. Um, and Homer jumps in on it. For some reason, he says, oh, yeah, I can use it in my video that's to promote the school. We can use Team Star, which mm. I don't get. That doesn't make no. any sense. But he goes out there and is immediately welcomed into the base. Ari is way, way softer spoken than I ever imagined her to be. Oh yeah, definitely. Like in the in the video in the game, she comes across as someone that would be very shouty, very to the point. Whereas in this, it feels like you could actually sit down and just have a conversation with her. And don't get me wrong, like I I I wanted her to come across as a stronger woman. I mean, she she dresses like a wrestler with the face paint and everything else. Yeah. I would have preferred her personally to have a bit of a butcher voice, for lack of a better term. I get that. You know, give, give me some of that representation. But she's very soft-spoken. Everybody's really lovely to him. And as he leaves, he decides, oh, I'm going to just delete all these photos that I've taken uh, because I don't want to do this hit piece. There's yeah. There's no story here. I'm like... Well, no, the story is, hey, guys, this lot aren't as bad as we're making them out to be. I've actually got it written down here. The the quote that he says is that um, the good people who look out for their own, which, yeah, so there's there's your story. Team Star aren't as bad as everyone else is making out. They're just misunderstood or people that are cast out from society or, or you know, the, the cliques of the school. And... Like, it's a good thing that they welcome others in and help one another. Yeah. So the- Obviously, they couldn't do that because I assume that this is a precursor to the game. Yes. And if yeah. everybody in the school knew that Team Star weren't bad guys, then we wouldn't have the game that we played. But I just can't get on board with the character decision. <laughs> no, I... I... In- <laughs> It's 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 strange because how Team Star are presented in this feels like it's post game because it yeah. is you know the conversation where um the the oh, I can't remember his, his name now runs the academy basically says to Benny oh no we we're going to set up these uh, I can't remember what they are they're not independent schools they're yeah kind he of wants like, to uh, training camps that's it that's it this this is what that feels like and it's a it's almost like they've gone okay this is a prequel but we need elements from the the post game um i think it's one of those where you're not supposed to think about it too much which is a real shame um because i am enjoying this series because it helps to flesh out parts of gen 9 that should have been in the game um and it's, it's a real shame really um there's a couple of thing well there's there's one thing that just to add on that Eri's face paint i just don't think it translates well to anime i like it in the game i think it works in the game but in the anime i, I was just like oh this just it doesn't look i don't know how to describe it, it just looks See, i didn't very, mind it did you not no i oh, thought it mate. was fine i i found it a little bit odd when her eyelashes are so brightly colored i'm like girl that mascara must be a pain to put on every morning <laughs> But other than that, I, that. I, I thought it was fine. No, 
Okay. Um, must just be the, me then. Um, the only other thing that we that we get is as part of the video, the the trio decides to get Iona involved as well as Elite Four members and gym leaders to help create the video to showcase the school. So, do you think we're getting that in the next episode? Uh, I don't know if there's going to be another episode. Do you reckon that's it? I well, we covered all three of our main characters now and all three of our starter Pokemon. What would the next episode be? Them making the video or the video that they made? I I honestly think we will get one more that kind of leads into because they met they mentioned in a previous episode that um I can't remember the exact wording and I'm paraphrasing, but the making the video to to help the new person that is coming to the school, which I took as oh it's the protagonist from it's us from gen nine which makes me think that they are i i honestly think we could get another episode where it's pulling in iono and the elite four and gym leaders bit of a cameo here's the video isn't this fantastic and then the um academy i can't remember his name why can i not remember his name claval that's it um i and i honestly could see the final shot being claval walking up to the house in Generation 9 with video in hand, which could potentially be in that bag that he delivers alongside the clothes. Um, that That's that's how I could see this wrapping up. I, I feel like, like the first couple of episodes have all been about, we need to make this video, and they haven't made the video, and that's why I think there's... Yeah, they need to pay that off. This. Yes. I will say, though, in, in discussion of this video, they make... They 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 do that one thing when they always do video production in these shows that winds me up to no end. Go on, what is it? So they talk about, oh, we want to get Iona involved. Oh, well, she's an influencer. She hasn't got time for us. Well, what if we make a viral video? It's like, yeah, no, no, that's, <laughs> just, that's easy to do. So, just, just, so, why didn't we think of so, that? Let's just make a as, viral video. That's, that's genius. So smart. It's as, as someone that is is worked in communications and marketing for over 10 years. Yes, I have been in meetings where the suggestion's been, can we just make it go viral? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, give me five minutes and I'll, I'll knock it out of the park. I don't think people quite understand that something going viral typically means it's it's, it's not intentional most of the time it's not intentional yeah you don't that you don't can... get a choice in whether no. something goes viral or not you do not you do not um yeah i i i enjoy the show for what it is um and it ha- is scratching a bit of an itch for me because i i'm ready now to watch the new series which funnily enough comes to netflix in february um at least over here in the uk um the 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 um subbed version because i i like my sub versions i dubbed the version oh yeah i said subbed into i always get those yeah, two do. mixed up and i don't know why <laughs> because i know what they stand for i don't know why i get them mixed up but yeah i cannot wait for the dubbed version um and this this i think this is why i'm enjoying these these episodes because they're just they're just enough to make me go oh yeah the pokemon anime is it, it never really feels bad. It's always good or better. And this is definitely, you know, on that baseline. And yeah, I want the new series to come out. That being said, To Be a Pokemon Master is now available on Netflix. Oh, yeah, we've got, is it 12 episodes of that? Yep. Okay, maybe maybe we need to start going back to three episodes a week because I don't think I can oh, do, do you want to cover week. it again? Oh, I want to cover those episodes. Those episodes are like... 
I, funnily enough, it literally, about half an hour before we jumped on this call, realized that Pokemon um, Ultimate Journeys is on Netflix. So I went back and watched the Char- Charizard versus Pikachu. I'm not going to lie. When, when it's showing Pikachu with all these, you know, Pokemon friends... I got a little bit emotional. I'm not gonna lie. That 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 is just absolutely fantastic. And then he gets up and the music kicks in and the animation is glorious. Um so yeah, I feel like I need to watch those twelve episodes to kind of wrap up my childhood. Yeah, understandable. Like so yeah, so let's let's start watching them again so then we can discuss them because Oh, like because, I these, had... because these episodes aren't long enough, so we need to add three episodes <laughs> of an anime <laughs> in here. I know, right? I know. Actually, you know what? Thinking about two in two weeks' time, we've got the the Indigo Disc. Maybe this is one for over Christmas. Like we 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 watch the episodes over Christmas and come back in January. And that just feels more. Give give our view in the entire series as a whole. Potentially, that feels like it feels more manageable mm. yeah let's do that then let's do that um let's uh check in with another one of our listeners mika bryant who i know always jumps out of their chair whenever we mention their name on the podcast uh so they we do it on written- purpose we do it on purpose every every single week um so they've written in uh on the youtube channel surely nobody actually could believe that the Blueberry Academy could sink as part of the storyline and be destroyed. So they're referring to the second piece of DLC. Um, That would mean the developers creating this biome for us to explore and have access to new Pokemon, returning Pokemon, um, but at some point during the experience to destroy it, leaving the player without access to the new content anymore. And we kind of discussed this before before, uh, recording. I I think it will be the threat that it could sink that the hubris of the Academy has become too big, Terrapicos within that big dome is going to become too powerful and threatens to sink uh, the Academy should nothing be done by the player. But obviously you intervene and it doesn't happen. (laughs) But you said... That there are other games that have done this before where there is a past the point of no return and typically it says if you go any further then you know you're going to wrap up the story you wrap up the story and then it reverts to that save file because it's okay now you can do that story again or you can do the open world because in those open world games whatever that final mission is typically destroys part of the map or uh, characters die so in video game logic there is a way to kind of reverse that. But you... In in theory, however, I don't think that's the case because, Mm. A, I think it would be Terrapagos that sinks it, which means that Terrapagos is not caught by you by the time this happens, which means if you're reverting to a save file, you're reverting to one where you never caught Terrapagos, which means Mm -hmm. it's then just not obtainable. And if they do sink it and you're allowed to, you know, continue on afterwards then you've got a whole bunch of Pokemon you can no longer shiny hunt. So it's just not mm. really going to be how they do it. I I, I could see... I could see a version where the map changes once it gets past a certain point and the Pokemon aren't impacted. But that would require Game Freak to create two variations of a map. And we already know that they don't have a lot of resource to do 
a single map. So I, I again, I don't see that happening as well. I th- I think you you've hit the nail on the head that we will get a oh no the dome is in danger and you know your character comes in saves the day and the dome is absolutely fine. Maybe some minor changes to the dome, but I I can't see it over like a complete overhaul of that. Because the other issue is we know we're going back to Paldea. Yeah, so we can't have this big end game story happen in Indigo Disc if we've then got to go back to Paldea yeah. and continue on. Yeah, the alternative so I, is I, I almost think it's as yeah, Terrapagos breaks free and that threatens to sink the mm-hmm. academy. But you do something. I don't know. Yeah, the alternative is they just hand wave it away of. Oh yeah, it's in danger. Oh, it's damaged. You go back to Paldea. You return to Blu-ray Academy, and they just go. Oh no, we 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 fixed it. It would I... be cool. Uh, that being said, if we're going to fight Terrapagos, and the area we fight in doesn't become just strewn with crystals everywhere, mm. that last beyond that point, I will be very upset because yes. we've seen what happened. A, in Area Zero, and B, in that lab where the professor died, that there's crystals all over the place. Yeah. So I want to see a fight happen, crystals pop up everywhere, and them to remain. Yeah, I I would like that, actually. It, it feels like... Yeah, if, if Game Freak are going to do this right, and I think we're both bought in on the idea that Terrapagos isn't as benevolent as maybe it seems in the anime because it's a small little tortoise at the moment. It all looks happy and everything. I I don't buy in that this thing... I, I believe that, that this Pokemon is capable of destruction, a bit like Eternatus is. Um, I mean, again, I'm convinced it's already killed someone. Yeah, yeah. And what I want to see is, okay, if this Pokemon is dangerous, if this Pokemon can can do what he did to Area Zero, then either Terrapagos isn't dealt with in Blueberry Academy and therefore the dome is fine, it, it, there's no damage to it. But if it gets free and causes damage there, I I don't want it to just be hand wave, hand, you know, hand wave it away with a little bit of dialogue. I want to see the consequences of this thing getting getting free like you said crystals everywhere because that was one of the great things about paldea is that you know area zero why i don't necessarily agree with the pokemon chosen for area zero i must admit it was fantastic going down there and just feeling like oh yeah this this doesn't feel like it's a different world yeah and that's you know Hopefully we can get something similar in the Indigo Disc where the biome changes. But no, we don't think it's going to sink. And if it was going to sink, there is one Pokemon and only one Pokemon that can help us. All right, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You came up with the... I know, I did. I came up with a segue and then forgot. That was like half an hour ago. Uh, (laughs) Yes, Reggie Chu, the the saviour of... (laughs) Blueberry Academy. Blueberry Academy. Right, we just need to pray. We just need to to point this out right now. Regitube is not a real Pokemon. It is not Boo. a legendary that is coming to the games. It is so- nothing that has been leaked. Regitube 
I I came across ReadyTube because I follow someone who is modding Pokemon BDSP to include Megas, uh, legendaries, and and Pokemon that aren't in that game. They are modding the hell out of that game, and it looks like it's going to be the definitive way to play that game. And I saw a post where it was literally a bunch of blue tubes in the shape of a Reggie waddling forward. And I was like, what is this? And then saw an article about it. We discussed it. You've apparently seen on TikTok. Uh, well, I saw uh, GatorX put up a video about ReggieTube first. Um, okay. But yes, I had seen the original TikTok video. Um, not on TikTok because I don't have it because my life would be ruined if I had that. <laughs> yeah. I w- I'm bad enough with YouTube shorts. I can't, I can't oh, download yeah. TikTok. It's a bad time. Yep, agreed, agreed. But Would yes, I have seen the, the video of the... What is he? Uh, is, do they sell rubber rings? I'm not quite sure. I'm looking at the still image of it, and there is a there is a button of blue rubber rings and yellow dinghies, I, I think, but they might be yellow rings as well. They're that far away, I can't tell. So it's someone that either works at, I don't know, some kind of water resort... They must do because, like, it, it, this, this person getting in is obviously just wearing swim shorts, so they must be at a water park. I can't believe how far we're going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, there's a guy who sticks his arms, legs, and body inside a bunch of inflatable water tubes, rubber rings, as we call them over here, to just walk around like a giant Michelin man, <laughs> which. And it looks great. And then there was somebody who took that to Twitter, took the video, and played the Diamond and Pearl theme over it. (laughs) (laughs) And then people called it ReggieTube. And now people have gone, well, that's that's cool. Let's go ahead and make artwork of ReggieTube. Let's go ahead and make 3D models of ReggieTube. Let's go ahead and hack ReggieTube into this game. The Pokemon fan base are great. (laughs) <laughs> this is absolutely you know what? phenomenal. Everyone at Game Freak is like, currently working out how to shut this down. 3.6 million views <laughs> on TikTok. So uh, this is what we were talking about when we said make something go viral. The person posting this had no idea this was going to go viral. They just thought, oh, this is a bit of fun. This is a bit of fun. Kind of looks and waddles like a Reggie. Oh, let's, let's whack some music on it, whack it up on social media. And now we've got this. It's absolutely fantastic. It is a it is a shame that Game Freak won't ever adapt this because it feels like it feels actually quite like when I see it in this BDSP um clip, like the the dots aren't perf- perfectly aligned on it, but the rest of it it actually feels like a real Pokemon. It's it's that bad. It feels good. Yeah, it it's it's. I mean, the the eyes have always been odd on Reggie's anyway. Yeah. Um, it is odd that they kind of flow between the tubes rather than being stuck mm. to them. They're almost like lights emitted in front of it. But it's a cool design. It is. It, <laughs> it, really? it really is. So uh, what what typing would you make it? It'd have to be water. It'd just have to be pure water. Or would it be flying? It? It's, it's mostly air. Oh, could we see the first jewel? The Reggie? first jewel type <laughs> was exactly flying. what I water flying Reggie. I like that a lot. 
Oh, someone's that even put. <laughs> someone has even posted on Twitter or X. Sorry, Registube Type Water, the inner tube Pokemon ability Overcoat, and then they've actually given it a Pokedex entry. Its body is made of a durable yet light material, making it appear as if it is skiing across the water. It's theorised that it formed after Regigigas went white water rafting once and wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> That's absolutely phenomenal. Oh, do you, okay, so serious question though. Do you think we're getting more Regis? Uh, not in this uh, generation. No. Do, I think we got, got Regieleki and Regidrago. They were introduced in Generation Eight after Regigigas was Gen Four, and then the Regis, the original Regitrio, were Gen Three. Now, I personally don't think Regieleki and Regidrago were that necessary to begin with. I agree. Yeah, um, I love the ages theory. That is, the Regis all represent different ages, like uh, the Stone Age, the Ice Age, the Modern Age with Regi Steel, and then you've got, well, no, because then you've got the Elect or the Bronze Age, I guess, would be Regi Steel mm-hmm. or the Steel Age, and then you've got Regi Alecki is the Modern Age, and Regi Drago is like the Dark Ages, with then Regi Gigas being Ancient Times. It's it's a thought. I don't know where you take that going forward it's it's also kind of on that level of all the fire type starters are from the zodiac which we now know is not the case yeah yeah just coincidence people looking for patterns and then finding things that align to said patterns this the reggies kind of feel like eevee to me now where you know the last couple of generations people have been theorizing we're getting we're getting another eevee we're getting another evolution and it just kind of didn't happen i think that's why Regilecki and Regidrago being added was a surprise because no one actually expected it. And I think that if they are going to introduce more Regis, it again, we're going to have a gap between... The thing is, Regigigas made sense because we we often see trio masters. Hmm. If we get a, a trio of Pokemon, we get a trio master. So the Regis didn't have that. Giving them one made sense. The same as we kind of got Lugia as a surrogate trio master for the birds, Ho-Oh for the legendary beasts, uh, Keldeo, although not a master of the Swords of Justice, is like, is it D'Artagnan? Is that the fourth one? What's the Musketeers. The, the three Musketeers plus yeah. one. Yes. Wh- who, who is the plus one D'Artagnan? Which, I on, is D'Artagnan a Pokemon? No, no, it's what? a musketeer. <laughs> oh, right, you're on about the so, actual musketeers. The here. actual like, musketeers. Uh, right, so there, okay. are, there are three I, musketeers, I and then there's a fourth one that joins. That's what Keldeo is supposed to represent. So you've got the Swords of Justice, who are three musketeers. Yeah. Keldeo's the fourth one, whoever okay. it's called. I know one of them is called D'Artagnan, that's about it. Right. Um, the point is, it made sense for Regigigas to be added. I don't think it made as much sense for Regieleki and Regidrago to be added. They're cool additions. I think they're great-looking mm. Pokemon. I don't need more Regis. Yeah, see, Regilecki, I, I love the design of that. Regidrago is actually the one that I don't like the design of because it's it's stated in law that it it was it, it ran out of energy and it didn't get to finish creating Regidrago. But Regidrago looks like if that's only part part assembled, it looks like it would be much bigger than the other. 
Reggies, yeah. which all kind of have a similar look. It's one of the reasons why I'm not that keen on that. I'm keen. I like the design, but I don't like the design of it as a Reggie. Um, I see. I I love the fact that it means that dragon energy is a thing. Yeah, I yeah, I like that. That makes and, sense. And condensed draconic energy can be crystalline, and what that says about the Pokemon world, mm-hmm. especially when a lot of the you know gods of this world are all dragons. So no, I, I think that's very cool. Yeah. That being said, we're probably not getting a new Reggie in this game because we have had, and I don't know if you want to talk about this, we've had some... Ooh, uh, okay. We've we've had some data mine leaks. Oh, how much do I... Okay, right. I think, if it's okay with you, mm-hmm. Shall we do move on to the next question, then move on to two weeks away from the Indigo Disc? Because then if we want to cover it, it's the last thing that we do. And then if people want to turn off at that point, they can turn off at that point. Yeah? That's fair. Okay, That's fair. Let's, let's do that then. So let's move on to uh, another uh, suggestion, which isn't on YouTube. This is like amazing. Uh, an email to goldenrodpod at gmail.com from, and I'm sorry if this isn't your name, it's what came up on the from, uh, dabfam. Um, so I want to know if you think the disc Pokemon Terrapagos form, so you're talking about the the big one with the shell with the different typings on its back. The one that we in see the, in the Scarlet and Violet book. That's the one. Uh, will it be in the DLC? And if so, how do you think we'll meet it? So I think we've both agreed on the first part. It, it, it'll be in the DLC. Yeah, it has it, to be. Yeah, I, I don't see how it... I just don't see how it can't be because like if... The only reason that is a question is because the anime's come out and we've seen an alternative form of it. If that yeah, we've seen a- baby Terrapagos, who is either a pre-evolved form, which I don't think is the case, because I think there's one Terrapagos. Mm. Um, I think it's closer to like Zygarde cells, where oh, it is a fragment okay. of it, and I think the fragment that um. What's her name? L- Liko is carrying around on her pendant. Mm-hmm. Is the same fragments that's in everybody's um, terrorization uh, yeah. terror yeah. orbs. So each one of us is effectively carrying around a baby Terrapagos that's just imprisoned. Oh, that's and dark. Oh, okay. It is. It is. <laughs> but you think that. about what the professor did and the fact that mm-hmm. they're already not a good person. Yeah. And as I say, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are involved in that. I've already said that I think Jacques's involved. I think Clavel's involved. And I think that um, Serrano is going to be involved as well. And I think Serrano is probably the one who is more okay with it, shall we say, Mm -hmm. than the rest. I think Clavel and Jacques kind of stepped away. They were like, hey, this is cool, but I'm done now. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be attached to this. Mm. Um, which is weird because then Clavel allows it to be used by his students and he basically has a tie-in with the League who all use it as well. And The way I see it ra- that, though, it is... It raises a lot of questions. It does, but the way I see that is, like, you know, he he isn't the scientific authority. The scientific, or, scientific authority were, you know, maybe a couple of the professors uh, or the... the, the, the um, 
the faculty that works there and the professor. And if they all say, no, this is safe, you don't need to worry about it, you don't need to understand it, because only the professor fully understands it, then he's probably going to go, well, it's safe to use, and therefore I'm okay with my students using it. Yeah. So I think that there's definitely an element of these fractions of Terrapagos being taken away. And I think there could even be something to do with the time machine itself, because we see those same hexagon patterns all up the mm. wall that gives off the, that prismatic light. I think if we got Terrapagos back there, it could maybe absorb that and become more powerful. And that's maybe what the return to Paldea is, return to Area Zero. Get it down there, get it in the time machine, get it to absorb all of its power, and then it goes big mode. Yeah, because what what is it? Paradise Pro- Paradise Protocol. The Paradise Protection Protocol. But that's is, it. Yeah. is what the professor is. Ta- oh, sorry, the AI professor is taken over by. So, so it's so like a you- inbuilt defense mechanism for the time machine. Do you think that it, there's potential that the Paradise Protection Protocol is actually built in case Terrapagos comes back to the source of its energy, which is where the professor went? Interesting thought. Um, I would say no. I think the Paradise Protection Protocol is either Terrapagos's will, so okay. Terrapagos saying you don't get to shut down my power source that I I had someone build. Because again, you've got this whole yes. thing where Heath went down and basically designed the time machine during a blackout. He meets Terrapagos, blacks out, wakes up he's written this whole thing out it's in his handwriting but he doesn't remember doing it and then it's not till the professor comes along later and is actually smart enough to decipher the the writings and then probably meets terrapagos uses his energy from the terrestrialization project and 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 then makes a time machine from that so there's a lot of moving pieces here and this is what mm. i mean about this story it's got a lot of work to do to tie all this together Mm. And we've still not even touched on the circles in the cave, or or the or the plate. Yeah, we still. Yeah, it's, every time, every time you bring that up in the in the podcast, I'm always like, oh yeah, forgot about them. And yet, and yet, it feels like the more you talk about, you know, Terrapagos and the potential ending of the DLC and the whole of the Gen 9 story, the more reassured I am that Game Freak have laid some groundwork for this. There are hints and nods that I don't think we're supposed to understand at this point, but that's by design. And some of the things that maybe um, that we've come across in, in the base game and not, you know, everyone's come across these metal discs, the metal slabs, and been like, "What? What are these?" And the patterns on the floor. And I, I think that is by design of, okay, they're leading up to something, but you don't have all the pieces. And you know, because when they built this game, they would have known they were doing DLC, like yeah, flat out course. would have known. I mean, so I, as I said, when the game came out, I was like, "The game's not finished." And it feels like they've ripped bits out specifically for the DLC, which I was then even more disappointed in when we got the teal mask. And it's like, here's a whole new story that's got nothing to do with anything we've covered. Yeah. Okay, fine. If that's the way you want to do it, crack on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What was my original point? I've completely forgotten. 
don't know. Oh, this yes, is the problem. Yes, with me. you're definitely, yes? you're definitely gonna, you're definitely gonna fight the big version. <laughs> oh yeah, de- I, I, it is going to be like the Eternamax battle in Gen Eight. Like that is going to be the point of, oh, you know, stuff's hit the fan. What are we going to do about it? And then the heroes assemble. Whether or not that is. You know, you, Carmine, and Kieran finally coming together as a cohesive unit. Or who knows, maybe it's you and the three other students that you visited, you know, Kitakami with. Maybe you're the four heroes. I would love to legend. see, and mm-hmm. this might be a stretch, I would love to see the Elite Four get involved in that. Because the Elite Four okay. have had probably more character. Um, not progress. Sorry, character... sorry. Uh, 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 sorry the elite four from paldea right that's where i was going yeah i was like the new ones (laughs) yeah no they've had more character development than any elite four we've had before we haven't seen Mm um anything from like gym leaders or the elite four since gen five when the gym leaders showed up to fight which is such a cool moment and i think it would be great to see the elite four show up here especially seeing as if you do the art courses so this is one of those things where I think that Jacques is involved in the uh, terrestrialization project because mm. uh, the the dragon trainer from the Elite Four I've forgotten his name unfortunately is uh, uh, is is the art teacher and yeah. he talks about a Clavel Jacques and the professor all used to work together. Um, well, Clavel says he used to work with the professor. Mm. And Jacques and the the dragon trainer says that Jacques used to work with Cavell, and then says, "Oh, by the way, Jacques' glasses are hexagonal. Do you ever notice that? Oh, I never Did noticed you ever that. Notice that? Now that you and then moves it. on, and it's like, what are you hinting at here? Because that line comes out of nowhere. Wow. So I would so- love to see him specifically be a case of like I've known this was trouble from the start." And this yep. is your eggs. This is this is your chickens coming home to roost. Yeah, so I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna help stop this as the elite four, and then we may finally as well get to see Gita not be useless, which would be yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't there something about Gita's glove. I saw some pictures and arrows on YouTube, but I don't know if that was so. Yeah, something. I I thought. When when you fight the Elite Four, they all put on a glove, which I thought was like an eye, but it's supposed mm. to be the compass, supposedly. Oh, okay. Right. So it's... it's but it, the- it definitely looks like some kind of Illuminati eye group. Um, yeah. So sorry, I know just, people uh, want to believe that Gita is evil or a robot or whatever the case may be. <laughs> nah, just so I don't she's see more that. important than she actually is actually in the story is. so far. I, yeah, I think that if she leads her team to be like, okay, oh, even if she maybe is on the side of Clavel and on the side of the Professor and Serrano, as the case may be, and then you've got to team up with the Elite Four against yeah. them. Oh, see, I, I, I don't see that second part happening, but the Elite Four potentially turning up to help. I, when you said that, all that flashed through my head is just the end of the world. Terrapagos is overpowered. Everyone's panicking, and Larry's just there going, "Oh, I guess we're doing this." And he's just just his <laughs> deadpan expression of, "Whatever, let's just crack on with saving the world." <laughs> he just doesn't. I completely care. forgot about Larry, but you're right. You're totally <laughs> Absolutely right. Absolutely fantastic. So, uh, the second part of that question is, you know, how do you think we'll meet? And we kind of touched on that last week, where I think we were both in agreement that Terrapagos is 
is in the in that dome. It's at the top because they mention about it, the light source and the fact that you can terrestrialize in that area, which is in a completely different region. It's in Univa. It isn't in Paldeus. So there is a link there. Um, and I think and it doesn't both- have the crystals strewn around it like it does in Kitakami. So yeah. we know that Terrapagos' influences have been in Kitakami, whereas yeah. we haven't seen anything like that so far in, well, Unova, but in the Indigo Disc. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the, the only hint that we've had at that is they've already mentioned that uh, Raid Dens Raid are Dens going to are be... A thing. And Raid Dens are the, the crystals that we get. Um, but I... I think we pretty much touched on this as well, that, you know, we we think that we'll meet it as part of the story progression and something will threaten the Indigo disc, which will lead to the release of Terrapagos, whether or not it's because someone is doing evil things or because they are doing something they believe is for the greater good and it gets released and, oh, okay, this thing isn't as benevolent or as easily controllable as we originally thought i think i settled last week that i think kieran's going to be responsible for it i don't think you were on board with that from what i remember i don't think kieran now i know people are already under the impression that kieran is uh either possessed or be mind controlled or is in some kind of influence of the pokemon they're calling dokutaru which is okay. the peach pokemon that you see at the back of the shop in kitakami the little purple thing Oh, I've missed Which, that. Okay. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> okay. This is proper tinfoil theory. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So, in Kitakami, at the back of the shop is a little purple peach looking Pokemon. Um, and people are theorizing that this is the trio master for the uh, loyal three, the loyal trio. Okay. The reason they're theorizing that is because the game assets for you know that little video that you get the the flashback where we get to learn about when yes. um ogre pond first came to the village and his his master and things like that and you see the loyal three show up there is yeah. something in the top right hand corner which is cut off but if you have a look at the game assets it's dokataro it's it's that same pokemon that we see in 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 the back of that shop so it's definitely what? a thing it's definitely involved with them okay but it hasn't been revealed okay. to us yet this is either going to be a mythical at some point released or as i say people think it might be what is influencing kieran to become so irate become so angry um because it was found and the first person i saw point it out was um kayla's capsule uh, on twitter showed that point when kieran punches the um yes the 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 monument yeah just before the three wake up yeah, he, his his fist glows purple for a moment. Okay, Ever, right. for this like is, a fraction is, of a moment, this. his fist glows purple. So people think that some sometime between you know the start of your game and then he becomes possessed <laughs> by this Dokutaro character. This go uh, this the Peach Pokemon, and that is going to be the Trio Master, and that is why Kieran has become <sighs> is is on his villain arc. So, we've already got Kieran tied in with a, well, a bunch of legendary Pokemon, really. So, also tying him in with Terrapagos is a lot. Now, Terrapagos (laughs) is also... No, no, do not stop the train of thought. 
Terrificos is also being shown, as I just demonstrated before, <laughs> to have the power to overtake people's minds and I- influence them and I- implant thoughts in them and make them do things without them realizing. The last person he did this to was Heath. So, okay. with Briar there, who is the descendant of Heath, could she also have a similar connection to Terrapagos and black out and be led by Terrapagos, be mind-controlled to release yeah. it? Okay. There you, you go. Done? Done you done? You're done. You're done. Okay. You, right now, look like Charlie from uh, Always Sunny with the string connecting everything. It's all connected. It's all connected. Honestly, do him. Okay. I, funnily enough, while, while you were ranting for a brief moment, I looked up the, this this thing and I, I must admit, what started as a, oh, okay, that theory just carries no weight within a handful of moments listening to you and just skimming through this video, I was like, okay, there are people are pulling together things, whether or not they are deliberate things and hints that Game Freak have laid out or whether or not it's just coincidental. Um, I don't know. But, but, there's a possibility. There's a chance. I'll give you that, Connor. There's there's a chance that Kieran is being mind-controlled by a little pink thing that has been in the shops that is also something to do with the 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 legendary trio or whatever they're called and Ogapan and, and and all this kind of stuff. Okay, I, very serious now. Do you think Kiwin is being controlled? You're going on record here. Personally, no. I no. think yep. um, controlled. No. Is there a element of influence being exerted over him? Yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the theory goes that the loyal trio are only as quote-unquote evil as they are because of the influence of this trio master Mm -hmm. which i kind of get but they i i also don't necessarily buy the 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 thinking is that because this little pink thing is the same color as the toxic chains around their neck yes the toxic chains that gave them their strength their intelligence and their beauty and then that's what like makes them so vain and if you watch one of my videos, it's like, well, that's what the village is trying to protect against outsiders, and there's a whole xenophobia thing going on. Doesn't matter. The idea is that this little pink thing gave him the toxic chain, and it's that toxicity that is infecting Kieran. Yeah. I think it's possible. I, even if it's possible, I don't think we'll get it fully confirmed for us in the game. Agreed. Yeah. Because I think it takes away from Kieran's arc, mm. which is an arc that anybody could go on and to be like, oh, I was just under the influence of this at Pokemon, so therefore I'm in the clear. To Isn't quite out. as yeah. good as you beat me, I guess I was in the wrong, mm. which which I'd much prefer. The other thing is as well, I think this Pokemon, because it wasn't introduced to us in Kitakami, either one of two things is going to happen. Either we're going to have story to continuing kitakami in the second part of the dlc which mm. would be very cool so you've got um i already think there's going to be two storylines you're going to have briar storyline and you're going to have the elite four storyline i and i expressed last week why i think that beating the elite four to get to the paldea uh finale would be a bit harsh considering how hard they seem to think the elite four is going to be so I think you'd finish Briar's storyline, which will be much more like story focused, a lot 
less difficult to get through so that you can go and do Terrapagos' bit. Which means that the Elite Four then has nothing to go for. So what yeah. if you go through the Elite Four, Kieran's the champion, and then beating him, he then goes home to Kitakami, and that's when Dokutaro shows up. That's when the story around that legendary Pokemon comes into play and the toxins and all that kind of stuff. That's one way they could go with it. The other way, which unfortunately I think is far more likely, is that it's going to be a distribution mythical. And they're just yeah, going to give it of course. to you in a couple of months by via code. <clears throat> so, why do you think it'd be a mythical, not a legendary? Um, why do I think it would be a mythical, not a legendary? I mean, the only real difference is that mythicals are distributions. Mm. And Most, I think... I think with this, we're already getting uh, Terrapagos as our main legendary. Now, that being said, we did get Ogrepon and the Loyal Trio all technically as legendaries. So it's possible, but I don't know. I just I just feel like there's so much mystery around this Pokemon already yeah. that it's got more of a mythical status than this legend because we 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 tell the legend of ogrepon and the loyal three and you purposely got this purple peach pokemon in the corner cut off mm. so it's already removed from the st- from the legend yeah so that's why i think it's, it sits more as a mythical than it does a legendary okay okay the, that whole thing has just kind of frazzled my mind a little bit, to be quite honest with you. I'm, I know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow morning is I'm going to be looking up this, these these theory videos. I think this is perhaps people reaching a, a little bit because Game Freaks seem to do this a lot with their story of they tell a very simple story and then they kind of leave it to the fans to to jump on elements that they've left. And sometimes I think they blow them out of proportion now for all we know this little cuddly thing is literally just that a cuddly toy and you know when they've been throwing together that video with the loyal three and it's like oh yeah it's it's there's something up there that kind of looks like it again haven't watched the video so i don't know oh um, no so the again is it, you see you see the bottom the bottom bit of it in the actual game okay Yes. People have pulled the assets out and have seen, oh. no, that is exactly what that is. Wait, so when, And it's purposely cut off. So when we say the asset, do, are we talking about a 3D model of the thing in the shop? Or are well, we talking it's, about... It's, from... it's, a two, it's a 2D... So that video that plays yeah. is all that uh, black and white 2D. So we got the 2D assets of all the models within that video, and Dokutaro is one of them. This little oh okay. This little so how Pokemon. how have we come up with this name? By the way, is that also in the in the? Uh, it's no, that's a combination of I think Momotaro, which is the Peach Boy, which is what the Loyal Trio are based on. Okay, is the story of the boy who goes and fights the ogre with the dog, the bird, and the monkey. Right. Um, okay. And I think Doku might directly translate as Peach, so it's like okay, Peach. Peach, Peach Boy combined Dokutaro. Okay. That's just what the fans are calling it at the moment. Okay, right. This is, okay, this is going to, we, we've only got two weeks to wait as of when this goes live to 
to find out about this. Let's let's move into a little bit of uh, you know we're two weeks away from the release of the Indigo disc, and you know Connor obviously has some insight into the leaks that have come out. And I just oh, they're give- not massive. It's 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 more a little bit of um, yeah. It's it's not huge. Okay, let's give fair warning to everyone that this is it. If you want a completely, completely leak-free experience of the Indigo Disc, now now's the time to, you know, jump out. But you know, leave a like on the YouTube video and you know, leave a five-star review, all that stuff. But if you are still around, Connor, I am. As long as it's nothing to do with the story, no, nope. then I'm okay. I'm okay listening to this. We hypothetically may have a list of legendary pokemon that are returning interesting now okay what's it, what's really interesting about this is this these are said to be uh overworld encounters these aren't terror raids wait what overworld encounters so, uh, apparently so okay so this isn't so that implies that it isn't dynamax adventures that implies it is potentially quests mm-hmm. of Oh yeah, there's this Pokemon out, you know, in the ice area. We've heard tales of, you know, something beeping and bopping, and oh, it's Regice, for example. Okay, so I'll, I'll read this verbatim. Go on then. Yes. So this is from uh, Light Kitakami or Light eighty eight on Twitter. Uh, list of legendary Pokemon available only once in Scarlet and Violet. Encounters will be static and not in Terror Raids. There will be exclusives for each version. You will be able to shiny hunt them. So we have all three legendary birds, all three legendary beasts, Ho-Oh, Lugia, Latios, Latias, Kyogre, Groudon, and Rayquaza, Uh, the Swords of Justice minus um, Caldeo, Zekrom and Reshiram and Kuro, Solgaleo, Lunala, and Necrozma, Kubfu, Spectrier, and Glastrier. And then they do go on to Ooh. say this list could be subject to last minute changes. Mostly could be added more Pokemon. And this is also said that these are the static Pokemon available in game. You will, they will likely update Pokemon home so that you can bring more in. Okay. But these are static encounters. And they get, what, like, what does that mean? Where? Yeah. Cause like, it, is, is, is this going to be, once you take down Terrapagos, it, it opens up uh you know the ability to bring these pokemon in Mm. because i'm trying to think about how they do this and they've obviously in gen gen 8 they gen 8 was a little bit different because gen 8 they have the dynamax raids that's how you you got those so i don't i don't count those as statics because that is a you are having to do something to roll a random chance to get something at the end whereas for me the statics of the i when i traditionally think of static it is a case of like the ultra wormholes or um the the um i can't remember hooper's rings in um auras like that's what i think of where it's not so much a random number it is a case of oh no they're static in locations you just have to wait you just have to do a bit of legwork to get to them um I so we could potentially see oh I'm trying to figure out how how this plays out because I from from what we've said there they're not static makes me think it's not 
Dynamax Adventures or an equivalent. It feels like they are going to be available in the overworld like um, the Galarian birds were in um, the second piece of DLC of, oh, you have to track them down. Chase them down, which I think is the best implication we've ever had. Agreed. Of um, static, even though they weren't static, they moved, but they, yeah. were, they were in one place where you could find them. Yeah, the way I kind of see statics is it's it's a no you you catch that and it is done. You want you want once you've got them you you're not getting another one. Um I think but, it would be a very cool way to implement the flying mechanic as well. Oh, you've got to chase down birds. You've got to chase down around. Oh, flying around. I would absolutely love that. I would kill for that. Like oh, that would be absolutely phenomenal. Um I really do think that the yeah, thinking about it, the way I see this happening is that it is I see it being a post game to the post game of yep. okay, everything's wrapped up. Uh but there's still stuff to do. You can still go out and catch these Pokemon and the fact that it's, you know, they've mentioned that it's not shiny locked is again a way to keep people engaged in the game once they've completed it because it will it appeals to a core set of um players that Lights a shiny hunt for Pokemon. Um, so they're not shiny locked, but you can only catch them once. Yeah. Which is interesting. And I think your idea or your comparison to Ultra Wormholes is probably the closest for me. And that's why I say that I could imagine this being something to do with Terrapagos' power. Yeah. Well, that, you yeah. You beat them at the end of the game and then they allow you to access these Pokemon. Oh, that that's how they potentially do it is um you know we've seen varieties of crystals now in the overworld um black is the current highest level one at six star raid um you could have a oh one's appeared it's limited time it is uh electric which means there's a chance that it'll roll zapdos raikou um you know you could throw in zekrom I, I guess but then it could also be oh okay on another day oh today's one is a dragon one which means it could be kyrim it could be you know and maybe that's how they play that because then it rewards then it keeps people having to come back because but it says they're not terror raids they might not be terror raids though it, it might be literally the crystal pops okay, up it's I... electric you click on it and then okay it it smashes open or it takes you into some kind of okay cave or whatever and it is in there and that's the way that they do that because that's similar to how they did it in Auras because the the um Hooper Circles they changed on it I think it was daily basis and you went through them to find the the changed Pokemon. So I could see something like that happening. Yeah, interesting. Um I think this is fascinating. I think the fact that, again, they're introducing all these Pokemon, but not in something like Terror Raid Adventures, and they're just, like, in the overworld, that's that's huge. I really hope they're more interesting than the Loyal Three were in the overworld, who just stood there and were like, Hi, just come catch there. me. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, I think would be probably close to what we actually get. But yeah, we can always is- hope. We can hope, which is a shame, really, because they the it's only now thinking back to the Crown Tundra and having to track down the Galarian birds. I was like, oh, actually, that was a fantastic way to implement that, and yet we didn't get that in this in the last piece of DLC. 
three in the years game, on. which has already included their running animations anyway. No, you're right. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. they have. Yeah. Like, and that's why that was it. introduced into the Crown Tundra, because that was where you could get walking Pokemon with you. Yeah. So they had yes. the walking animations, so they were like, oh, we'll just have the Pokemon roam around. It'd be fine. Mm. I, th- I think with a game that's all about travel, you really need that. Yes. You, re- you really need that. Agreed. I think that's interesting. Uh, one other thing that I kind of caught on Twitter, I can't remember where it was from, I do apologize, uh, was the idea that um, the Cobalion and Raikou Paradox forms, mm. ca- can you remember their names? Something Bolt. Uh, yeah, Raging Bolt and Raging Iron Bolt. Horns. Iron Crown? Iron Crown, there you go. Yeah. Uh, are likely to be terror raids. That's not a shock to me. I'm. I'm it's I'm not, not a gonna, shock, but it's. But I'm it's disappointed. Yeah, they're, they're the not. ones. They're the ones that should have the story around them, and the Pokemon that are returning should be the terror raids. Like that. That's the way it should be. That the terror raids are okay. I've not got that. It gives me an opportunity to do this, or like me, I can just import them from Pokemon Home. I want the story to be about the new Pokemon. I want there to be some kind of quest like Legends Arceus of, yeah, um, I'm, I need your help tracking down a Raikou. Oh, okay, I'll help you track down. And then, you know, you stumble upon a couple of events and then you're like, oh, this isn't Raikou, but there's a link to it and the implications and the story progression of that. The fact that we're getting them in Terror Raids is disappointing, but not unexpected because that's how we got Walking, That's how wake we got walking and wake and iron leaves which yeah. again i i wasn't happy with back then because we got no, no story around these pokemon that really really need it um and we still don't have dex entries which makes me even more mad going back to these legendaries though there is one thing i want to point out okay no uh no gen 6 legends you got okay the uh, main, uh, yeah you got the main it's, legendaries it's... from every other game except gen 6 well, obviously, Genius Gen 8 Yvel. as well. You, you only have Spectra, Glastra, and Kubfu, rather than the okay. Sword Doggo and Shield Doggo. Gen 8 doesn't really mean much to me because it's the last generation, and I can understand why they want to hold back certain Pokemon to kind of to roll them out at a later date because you don't want to give away... Because there will be a... They're not daft. Game Freak aren't daft. There's, they know there's a there's a section of players that want to complete a full Pokedex. And if you give them all... You know, someone coming into it and you give them access to all those Pokemon in Generation 9, it's one less reason why they're going to buy Generation 8, which is more money. So that doesn't say a lot to me. But gen, missing legendaries from Gen 6? That is something None to speculate all. on. Yeah, that is something Especially to speculate on. Especially considering that we had Carbink, who, yes. like, we, we all know is Carbink is related to Deancey, and it was a really weird Pokemon to include without Deancey, and there's no mention of Deancey coming to the game. Mm. No Xerneas, no Eveltal, no uh, Zekrom, not Zekrom, Psygard. Interesting. That, that is interesting. Do, so, do you think... Okay, tinfoil hat on here. Do you think this leads into a potentially... Kalos Legends. Kalos Legends. Because you, you, the, the, if we were a couple of years on the, and we'd had a Gen 5 remake, the obvious speculation here would be, what's well, Gen 6 remakes? Like, that, that's why they're holding them back. 
I don't see them doing remakes out of order. I can't see them ever going, okay, let's... People are expecting five, let's do six. It just feels weird, especially because this game has a link to Unova, which would be the next remakes if we're, do, if we're doing them in order. So yeah, does this potentially tie in with a, a Legends... There's also... I, there, I will point out there is no Gen 4 Legendaries here either. But we have just had Gen 4 remakes and Legends games. So I, I, much in the same way as you say, it yeah. means no. If you want those Pokemon, you still got to go buy those games. You yeah. still have access to them on the Switch. Whereas the Gen 5 Pokemon, we just don't. Sorry, the Gen 6 Pokemon, we just don't. Yeah, I mean, with them shutting down, um, with, with them saying that, oh yeah, the Pokemon in Pokemon Bank, you should probably transfer them at some point. And that means that you know, when Pokemon Bank goes down, Kalos Pokemon are locked out because as far as I'm aware, you cannot... Uh, can you get Kalos Pokemon in Dynamax Ter- Adventures? In, probably, yes. I want to say uh, so. I, I want to have a Yes, because I that. was shiny hunting Zygarde because you can get uh, oh, you perfect can. form Zygarde, can't you? Oh, okay, can you? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Okay, so... Mm, but he did say that... You did say when you were reading out that list that it's it's... It can change. Subject to change, yeah. This is just, Mm. again, people have data mined the games as they stand. I mean, but when they say subject to change, like, we're two weeks away. Mm. Like, if we were were six, 12 months away, I'd be like, okay, they're probably just, it's probably just a design oversight, and then later on they'll go, okay, let's, let's bring in the next batch, which includes those legendaries. But two weeks away, and... We're missing Pokemon from Gens 4, 5, and 8. 4 and 8, we've kind of said, like, they're available on the Switch, so that's fine. But Gen 5, again, is available on the Switch, but you'd need the DLC and you need to go through a lot of legwork to get them. Now, there is another argument here, which is they've excluded them purely for uh, competitive balance. So you mm. don't have the Gen 8 Doggos because Zashin was freaking broken. It still you don't is, yeah. Have, you don't have um, Calyrex. You have the horses, but you don't have Calyrex yeah. Yeah. because they were broken. Yeah. You don't have, obviously, all the Mega Evolutions are gone, so the Weather Trio aren't as bad as they used to be. Mm. You know, and we've got rid of um, Xerneas, who was a massive problem as well. Yeah, Geomancy was ridiculous. It was broken, absolutely broken. And you mm, couldn't really include Eveltal and Zygarde without Zergus. Without. You, you, they're a package deal. You get one of them, you get all of them or none of them. Um, so there's an argument to be made that that's why they've excluded them. Whether it's the case or not is, yeah. is a different matter, but there's an argument to be made there. Mm, definitely is. I, I'm really looking forward to to seeing this this second piece of DLC coming out and playing it and just I honestly feel like it could potentially be either some of the best Pokemon content we've had in a long time or just I I swear if it is like the Teal Mask and it's a whole lot of nothing and that's what scares me is I'm getting my hopes up again yes yes which I said I wouldn't do this time Mm. But there's so much that it has to answer for that, as you say, yeah. it's either going to be one of the greatest things to ever happen to Pokemon and will retroactively make Scarlet and Violet better in my eyes, 
Yeah, yeah. Or it'll be a flop, and I will. <laughs> I don't want to say I'll be I done think... with this series, but I'll be incredibly disappointed. Yeah, I I think we need to do what we did because last time we didn't we we the teal mass dropped and we gave it a week, didn't we, to play through because we didn't want to rush through and we needed to give it a breather. So I'm just thinking, like thinking out loud, that this comes out on the the 14th, which is the Thursday. So there's no, so it would be the following week. It would be the 22nd. So that gives us a full week to play it and digest it, and hopefully give a really in depth review. Because like when we re- reviewed the teal mask, I'd done, I think, literally everything except for getting the shine. The only thing I haven't done in the teal mask is getting the shiny munchlaks. Uh, from the ogre ousting minigame because i've got no a team of people player. looking for a fourth by the way <laughs> oh, have to give you. you their details because <laughs> uh, they keep talking about it and they're like i need a fourth person to do this i'm like Meh. i can't be bothered it depends if i can get a free seven day trial because i'm not paying for oh, another right. year Fair. with a nintendo switch like when i found out that i can play pokemon unite without it's yearly subscription oh like, yeah because yes. you can play it on mobile so it makes sense no okay you can play it on the switch I've, i'm not paying yeah, yeah, yeah. but for, what i mean yeah. is you can play uh, it on mobile uh, yes. so it makes yeah. sense that they wouldn't do it on switch. yes yeah. yes um but like because that was one of the few games that i played online and i discovered that and like every day maybe i have one or two games because i don't need to play for pay for that service anyway um Shall we shall we wrap up the podcast? Because we're coming up to an hour and a half and Yes. Yes. Okay. Um that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just top dollar, aren't you? Um seriously though, if you have gotten this far, then you really are top dollar because obviously you've not jumped out on light spoilers. Uh if you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrailpod at gmail.com, by leaving it on our Discord channel, by using the hashtag goldenrailpod on Twitter. And of course, before you go, we'd always appreciate it if you leave a like leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice, or if you're watching on YouTube then please leave a like. It really helps out the podcast. Connie, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoeing Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoeing on Twitter. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya! See ya!